welcome once again, listeners. And this is Fate Rest. Today, we're going to do something we've only done a couple times. And it's something that we should have done a long time ago, but uh, we got caught up and we're enjoying the flow of the story. And today, we are going to be doing a Season 2 recap. So let's get into it. We are joined by our three cast members, sitting in their chairs as usual. And, uh, we actually have the director with us today as the director of the recap, instead of a PA or the, the owner of the studio. Ooh, how fancy. I mean, yeah. it's about time you showed up for one of these. You see, I have to keep the writers from going on strike, so I have to baby them. It's a pain. Uh, you, you know they won't go on strike if they're paid correctly, right? That's usually well, they, why it they, happens. It's specifically their, like, children sometimes. You pay them what they want, and then they want uh, something else. Like, oh, give me this on my contract. Ooh, give me this. It's... I don't want to get into Considering it, that we've all signed contracts with you, are you sure we're the people you want to be complaining about this to? I don't know. <laughs> sounded like a certain S word. Your, your contracts are with your contracts are with the studio, not me. I don't know. It sounds to me as though I should be asking for <laughs> a little bit more. If it's the studio, if you go talk to the guy who owns the, the building, that's his job. <laughs> I passed it off to him. So. Season 2, it got kicked off with a bang, I guess. There's a lot of stuff happens in that first couple of episodes of Season 2. Oh yeah, there was quite a lot to catch up on. We were left off on a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, we met a special guest who isn't here to do this, of course, because they have prior engagements, but uh, each of you started out uh, in a place befitting each of your individual stories, and some important things happened on each end. Some revelations were made, some powers were unlocked, all kinds of fun stuff. Let's start with what Zug found in his area. Well, I think the first question would be as to which story, but that's also the answer in and of itself. Uh, so his first situation, that when he woke up, realizing where he was, he also realized that uh, he wasn't, I guess he wasn't who he had been for the entirety of season one. Uh, the little voice came back and uh, made a much larger appearance this time around. But it did. Yeah, woke up in the fields and the worn down, the worn down home and um, the sights of the city and civilization kind of all dotted around, and uh, found out uh, the definite split, the definite two personalities. I guess is the way you want to go with it. And uh, I think there was a fun little bit there personally where. Uh, he goes to enter and 
well, I broke the door unintentionally. I didn't realize it was that fragile and had to carry a doorknob through the whole scene. So there's that. Well, met 12 of the people that uh, are not as Sig would have remembered them, but uh, one of them was uh, Sig's uh, oldest daughter, Selby. And they referred to him as the commander and asked him to take charge as he was the last surviving member of the original command group. Which definitely was awkward for him. And then he got to see see little glimpses into the life of uh, Sig before he uh, returned back to the tavern. Oh yeah. It's always fun times to see how the how uh, uh, other person lives. Especially when they've commandeered your body. Well, I think uh, probably the, one of the most interesting parts about it was is uh, it, it, it kind of showed that he's not he's not all gruff. But there's there's more depth there. Just the gruff is a coping mechanism, I would think. Well, while he was uh, out there having a family reunion, I got thrown into the desert. Uh, yes. um, and we met our first elemental, which was interesting to say the least. Um, it was uh, a giant frog or toad, I suppose. Um, and well, really, it, the, this frog had woken and decided that it needed to start going, even though it was early. Um, and it was Callie's job, of course, to to stop it. You can't just let this thing rampage into a town. Uh, so she unlocked an ability inside of herself and roared and showed her power. Um, the, the toad was ready to calm down and listen to her and she forged a pact and all of that. It was very confusing and, in, and interesting because a little later in our conversation, we'll, we'll tell you about why that was interesting. But... Um, that's really what happened there. I didn't. I don't have too many personal uh, revelations to uncover. It was mostly just getting sand out of my shoes for the next week. How is the little the little uh, hopper doing? I know they gave each of y'all a, a pet this season. Well, they tried to give each of y'all a pet this season. I don't know that I'd call him a little hopper. Do you see the? The animatronic for that thing? It's huge! <laughs> the animatronic, yes. The actual animal they gave you should fit in the palm of your hand unless you've been feeding him Miracle Girl. <laughs> anyway, I think it's Yilby's turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've lost it, haven't you? <laughs> Just gonna oh, but, uh, sip a drink over here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, they sent me off to the rainforest. Now, let me tell you, in my costume, it was awful. It, it, it's a heavy thing, and now I have to be put into a wet climate. It, it was just, it was not great. And I was also, well, I was kind of glad about it, too, because it made the acting that much better, because I had to pretend to be sick, because... You know, the, the cliffhanger off of season one. I ate the magic egg. So, 
<laughs> of course I'm gonna have some problems. And yeah. <laughs> so I'm here in the jungle just stumbling around and I, I think they just, just, they didn't really give me any directions and I kind of had to figure it out. But eventually I find a uh, little fire after <laughs> trying to, what, star my own survival uh, series. That's what it felt like. Uh, and I meet Dizzy once more, but uh, Dizzy reveals a secret to me and he's actually uh, a changeling. Oh yeah, that's a fun secret. Uh, yeah. Oh. He's more than a changeling. Oh, he's definitely more than a changeling. He's the god of luck, our, our dearest Jack. <laughs> um, but here's where the gods come in, right? Uh, so, apparently Jack was the one that sent all of us to our various places, and he pulls Yulby aside to have a talk and tell her a little bit more about herself. Because apparently Ira, the goddess of war and, uh, and what, mortal man? Uh, he was a friend to her, and he was tasked to taking care of Yulby when she was a little tiny child, and... It, it was just, it was a lot. A lot of information to find out. It was. It's a significant amount of stuff to drop in the first episode of the season. <laughs> Definitely. But it had to be done. <laughs> and then we, once you've all returned to the, the tavern, which that set just gets more and more ragged as the campaign goes on, um, you meet a young dryad named Freya, who is our guest person, our guest star of the, this time, and apparently a frozen forest is on fire. How'd y'all deal with that? Somewhat simply, actually. Um, we had to go find this elemental, second elemental, you see how it's a theme that's starting to come up, um, which was just hanging out in their cave where they live, I suppose. Uh, and we went there and she told us about packs and how whatever packs the elementals had before have been broken and they need to be repaired. Um, and our guest, the shrine maiden, ended up uh, signing a pact with this one. Um, this, uh, this elemental was the one of ice, right? Yes. yes. And so the reason everything was on fire was because the, the ice pact <clears throat> had been broken. You know. Yeah, and the world is kind of like slowly breaking, so of course there has to be natural disasters everywhere and up is down and down is up, left and right, or Mixed matched. Mm -hmm. you, you know the drill for the end of the world. <laughs> yes. Because, like I said, did eat the world seed. So the world's kind of fucked. <laughs> well, as it turns out, you're not supposed to consume those. <laughs> no, no, you're not. I mean, that depends. But... You help the Shrine Maiden, you help our dear guest friend out. 
and after um, rebuffing the advances of several of the Amazon women, both on and off screen, uh, you make it back to the tavern where the gatekeeper does this massive amount of information <laughs> drop. Um, and I'll kind of summarize all that. It's essentially, he gave y'all, he told y'all about the, the elementals and how many are left. And of course, the world's breaking, you gotta fix it, and all kinds of fun stuff. And there's a bunch of sass tossed back and forth. And uh, you learn about uh, essentially the, the uh, gatekeeper equivalent of Zoom on a, ma- on a map, which is fun. Then you head off to head off to the next the next spirit I think you're missing a little bit there um oh yeah so this was also the time when he told us more about the calamity and the fallen heroes and those three weird people who we just fought who threw us everywhere or I guess they didn't throw us but that's not the point um because he told us that the calamity happened because basically the gods didn't do their jobs and then whenever they stopped it they didn't stop it permanently so they didn't do their jobs a second time and now it's kind of our turn I this part's relevant to my character because as you hear throughout the season she's not exactly the biggest fan of the gods and this kind of underlies those feelings there was also a bunch of personal personal stuff that kind of um, uh, popped up. Well, I think that's definitely stuff we should touch on here. Uh, we, each of you had some things. Well, two of you had some things. The other one was mainly <laughs> that the egg was salty, which... I think it was salted gelatin or something like that that they gave you. <laughs> oh, uh, no, it was an actual egg. I just had to kind of make something uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, Yulby does learn something. She just chooses not to disclose any of that information to her friends just yet. <laughs> that's fair. Speaking of disclosing information, Callie actually discloses a very important information at this point in time. She tells the rest of the party that she's actually a dragon and is then inundated with questions from Yulby about how that works out because she doesn't look like one. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah, to, to summarize for the listeners to this particular recap, um, She's a dragon. She's just cursed that she can't move out of this form. It's a whole thing. We'll tell you more about it later when that comes up. And I guess uh, while we're going on the reveal side, um, after the uh, guest had left and we saved everything, uh, Fritz then had to introduce the fact that uh, he is actually Fritz, and the personality they're used to is Sig. Uh, one thing that I thought was kind of a funny situation in the whole lead up to when he didn't announce that fact was how he defended the idea of that signing a bargain or signing a deal away to a powerful entity 
and it wasn't picked up that he has a, he basically has already done that that's why he was like you know it sometimes works out for the best well that doesn't mean everybody should do it well no but it's just kind of a funny little <laughs> thing that was thrown in there that I don't really think was picked up fully by some people oh and that's where we got the 2000 years thing too yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah then, then Part of that also lore of all the story dumps was uh, Sig was upset because the news of Ira's death made the sister curse the Celestials for the death of Ira. So that was a fun little loop. Yeah. Um, Ira's sister's not fun. I really hope we don't have to cast that one as a character either. I'm sure it'll be a great time. <laughs> um, this is when you're told where the next... Uh, well, you've already been told that because of um, uh, the sash given to the gatekeeper. Yeah, we wanted to know where each and every spot was. So we got all, what, seven places left? Uh, there were six left at the time. Oh, six left. But yes, he was like, oh, let me tell you where the next one is. And, well, frankly, Callie was over that. And was like, no, you're telling us where all of them are right now. Um, I'm sorry if that uh, circumvented any plans you had to keep bringing that character back so we could ask him the same question. But <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I mean, he is the god that supposedly knows everything, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should have known it was coming, right? Certainly. <laughs> he surprisingly knows very little. Uh, well, yes, with that, we go off to the first location. We're trying to find a um, serpent of sorts. This is, this um, is the, the element of water is what you're looking for, and you head to Callie's hometown. Mm-hmm. Home island? Home, home island town? Kind of both. Something like that? Uh, I mean, with the <laughs> reveal of her being town. a drag, like, she didn't really live in the town most of the time, but, you know. We meet some of her backstory characters, like Tazul. Um, when she last saw everyone, they were statues, and they aren't now, so that was a nice reveal. Uh, Tazul teaches some magic. Uh, everyone's setting up for a festival, but Callie decides that we need to do work first. Uh, and yeah, subsequently so we head to the shrine. Teased for it, but that's Trias, fine. Uh, and she knew already about the the serpent. She she didn't directly engage with the serpent too often, but some of her friends of the forests did, so they were able to fairly easily find where to to contact her and uh I think you, your character was the one that made the pact right uh oh yeah well we went up to the shrine and we basically had a music party dance off thing it was great uh and now I have a little little, little tiny pet snake as my buddy now ah yes Raymata oh, very beautiful as a set piece and as my little pet. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it took us forever to find a snake that looked pretty close to uh, the 
animatronics they built for it. I... That begs the question why you didn't find the snake first and then build the animatronics after the snake? We kind of reused an old animatronic. Saved money. <laughs> we just repainted. We spent a lot of money on... <laughs> we, we, we spent a lot of money on... Um, traveling to be on location for certain things so far and we were like we need to save some money now yeah i'm pretty sure all the budget went to locations there's been a lot of them yeah <laughs> well i still agree with uh avon in that you could have just repainted the the old one but you know I'm not the one who makes all the budget decisions, but I am saying that your writers are on strike, so... <laughs> Maybe there are some other budget decisions that could be made. Anyway. When you return to the town and party. Oh, definitely. This was the easiest scene in my life I have ever had to direct, because I just told you to have fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, we even get Jack back again. And we also learned that Kelly does know how to fu have fun. <laughs> oh yes, uh, for once she cuts she cuts loose a little bit and enjoys this party, this festival, um, and it's a good time. Then a uh, sh she gets a little aside moment with um, another one of those god characters, the Scarlet Fox. Um, if you'll recall from the previous season, the Scarlet Fox is the person who cursed her. Or so she believes until this conversation. Uh, the Scarlet Fox said, no, you cursed yourself. And they kind of disagree on this point, but it's fine. Um, she also says that she took care of the island for you, another point that they disagree on. And uh, basically says that the curse will be slowly lifted as Callie grows um, and that she'll be watching but not necessarily helping save the world or anything so the conversation ended up mostly with Callie knowing that the curse will be slowly lifted. She gets her wings back which is a nice addition but uh, she, still, she still doesn't like any of the gods and that's kind of the summary of that conversation. I mean, to be fair, what each of you have gone through so far in this in this show, I don't blame you for hating death odds. They're kind of dicks. Well, that's the general rule for them. <laughs> so after the party, you go back to the tavern. You meet uh, Leo the Leonin. The cowardly Leonin. <laughs> You head off to the next spirit location. <laughs> and I think the best way to summarize a lot of this is um, uh, a split party. Um, although there is something we need to touch on in this because it's kind of funny. Uh, get into the get into the temple and all kinds of fun stuff, and you kind of traumatize a little girl, which I I don't know if. That actually traumatized that little girl in real life or not. I haven't seen her since then. We haven't had to use her as an actress since then. <laughs> so I don't know. 
Are, well, are you telling well, me no, you she's don't just have an excellent actress? You don't have Remember? anyone to follow up on your your child actors and make sure they're okay after fight scenes. She's one of those ones. Her parents said that she's only working while she's on set, not to contact her off set. Well, all right, understood. Mama's very strict. Well, then I'm I'm sure her parents are taking care of it at that point. Anyway. But yeah, there was like a whole battle on top of the mountain. <laughs> Where you the scared. kaiju battle. Yep, basically. And I dropped a giant frog on a bunch of people. Well, not a bunch, a couple of people, but... We did redo that take three times. The set broke two of those times. Well, one would say use something stronger than duct tape, but we've already been over this. <laughs> it happens. It's a big animatronic <clears throat> frog. You know, there are ways to create special effects where you don't actually have to drop the frog from a high distance. See, we had to hire a new CGI team as the last effects team kind of um, left. Well, anyway. That's a good. It's a good thing our contracts aren't with you. It seems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. We meet. Uh, no, no, yeah, we're gonna move past that. So we also meet the other spirit that's kind of there. We were here for one, but we also got another because the three baddies from the end of season one kind of show up. You know that little girl yep. that you were talking about. <laughs> well, two, two oh, of yeah. the three. They're missing one. Oh yeah, two, two of the three. three. One of them is missing for some reason. I just remember them as the three, so I just... <laughs> That's valid. Well, yes. Um, we meet the spirit Fade, who is the elemental spirit of darkness. Um, and, said, and Fade is actually a pretty cool guy, but he has made a deal with our enemy, so that's a little awkward for a moment, but he then agrees to... But not to a pact. Kind of turn... Yes, not a pact. That's important just a deal but then he agrees to kind of work against them for our benefit and lures them away and kind of gets rid of them so that was nice um, and all we had to do in return was exactly what we were already doing which was to go free the uh, elemental of light so yeah so we kind of find the secret door kind of open oh yes and you get into this you open a portal get into essentially you fight the sun I mean there's it's probably about as simple as I can make that I mean the sun if they were a giant cat <laughs> exactly and embarrass this, this element of light throughout the entire fight and this is one of the reasons why I have to deal with the writers uh, oh yeah the writers gave the cat to the coward who did that oh thing. sure you're blaming it on the writers <laughs> <laughs> to sum up Definitely we brought 
Leo the Cowardly Lion along because we're totally not taking directly from, you know, a different Cowardly Lion in popular media. Um, and the three of us, the three, the three main characters fought valiantly, bravely, and um, Leo hid most of the battle until basically the very end, but he was awarded the pact for being brave. And because he did one move, just one move, he had like one line. The cat, the whole episode. <laughs> I think he kept forgetting his lines. And I like, honestly do. I understand not to make like the three main heroes the most powerful beings, but also he didn't do nothing. <laughs> Ugh. Already heard it all once. It's okay. I mean, I'll rehash the story over and over again. <laughs> you know how cool it would have been to have a cat on set. <laughs> it, it technically still is on set. The cat's still kind of on set, but I have a little pet snake. Whereas <laughs> our, our what minor character guy gets to have the cat. Technically, he did not take the cat with him. It was confiscated. Oh, yeah, because he couldn't take care of it. (laughs) They gave it to someone who couldn't even take care of it. (sighs) This is the moment when we learned that the spirits really choose who they're going to make a pact with very arbitrarily. Um... They just kind of decide to do whatever they want and then claim it's for whatever reason. It's very frustrating. You know, maybe maybe the cat chose the Leonin over us because because the cat likes likes other cat creatures more. Or the cat knew it could it trample all over the uh, Leonin and do whatever it wanted. That's fair enough. 100% think that's it. That they can't believe the cat couldn't believe any of you. Yeah, the gatekeeper got an earful when we were talking to him. Oh, yeah. About the entire lot. But. Callie found kindred spirits that agree that the gods are useless, which was fun. It was a fun scene to play. Mm hmm. Um, however, you remember that secret door? Um, you'll be recognized the, the writing of it. Uh, so she had a letter that she handed to uh, our dear friend Zug Fritz Sig Trigger to read. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. He obviously knew what was going on. And that's kind of when we find out Yulpi is, is kind of related to Ira, I think. <laughs> kind of is putting it mildly. Eh. Go go watch the show for <laughs> more details. <laughs> uh, the you get you get all of this done. The letter is read. And find out this information about Yulby, and the gatekeeper sends you out to the next location. Only you don't go to the next location. You end up in a city in a swamp. 
and more godfuckery ensues. And I think we're going to leave it at that because that's one you're going to have to listen for yourselves. <laughs> one thing we learned in that, don't go right. Yep. Oh, just, just a small hint. Just a small hint. Uh, there's a brothel involved. <laughs> uh, but we, we we had to be tasked with a thing to get a key, and we 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 go do that. Yes, and this is also kind of where we learn that there is a god, Leviathan, uh, who is actively working against what we're doing, because I suppose the gods can't just sit around and do nothing like they do literally all the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Oh, I guess the other important thing is you'll be got like a little, another little little stone in her axe. Oh yeah. The next stone is very important. Yes, because we have to deal with gods and apparently you'll be just collecting rocks from them. I wonder if that axe is one giant engagement ring. They're very pretty stones. And they're just giving it to her. <laughs> Those are real stones, by the way. Oh, I believe it. <clears throat> and you make it to your location finally. You make it to the mountains. And you're split. Yeah. This is where the houses all move weird. <laughs> we did not know what was going on since it was just Callie and I. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so that was a fun, that was a fun set. They spent the entire episode sending us running up and down the entire set, while Zug, uh, Silver, you want to explain what you were up to? Well, uh, there's a couple different situations and different media's that it kind of was mimicking in a certain sense, but essentially, a powerful figure was uh, challenging. Uh, Sig and Fritz to a battle of wits and um, Sig had to defend and Fritz had to go on the offensive and the goal that uh, I guess what was there is uh, I guess you'd say a not really a a pact but more of like a deal kind of like the same thing with uh, Fade and uh, there was some more learning between the two personalities and what happened there more understanding. You, you had to play a game against yourself, and the fact that they made you get up and run to each side of the the table over and over and over again was hilarious. Uh, you say it's hilarious. <laughs> that wasn't my idea, and I went with it because it was funny. My chiropractor <laughs> thought it was an excellent payday. <laughs> Having to get up, sit back down, sit, get up, sit back down. You also got to see what Sig Trigger actually looks like. A pretty fine man. That was a fun costume. Pretty fine man, if I say so myself. Alright, don't get it again. <laughs> I mean, they had, they had to get another actor on set, but... That's not, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not, that's not very nice. 
<laughs> you made it too easy. <laughs> I, I, under, I understand when they put the blonde wig on, it definitely changed who I would look like. I get that, but... <laughs> Then we go back to the tavern. <laughs> After you all meet back up. Really? It's just like hopping back and forth at this point? It kind of is. A, a Halloween special is filmed at this particular point, which hasn't aired yet, so we won't go over that. I will say that some neat items were, in, were uh, introduced at this point. <coughs> yeah, we go... Some some strange things happen. Um, we get some things. One of these things allows uh, Sig to portray himself as he wants to, um, which is where the blonde wig comes in, of course, and the more attractive stunt double. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I also got to come back with an egg. I, I feel like I'm just collecting these at this point. Just eggs and creatures and doors. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to wonder if somebody uh, had some overflow from the Easter egg supplies. Oh, probably. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe your character just secretly wants to be a bird. With all these eggs. <laughs> I, I, I'd believe it. The wings are neat I mean, when I get them. Yeah, the wings have <laughs> shown up a couple of times. <laughs> uh, let's um, see. We need another elemental, of course, because that's kind of the theme here. So then we go out to the desert, to an oasis. Desert, desert, desert. <laughs> Yulby's hometown of Bastion. Yeah. Uh, it's a bustling place. It was great. And apparently you're kind of a celebrity there. I am. Yobi doesn't go much into it, but she was a fighter in the uh, the uh, Coliseum. She even had to sign some autographs. It was great. Uh, I'm pretty sure those people were actual fans of the show, and they got to like come in and be in there quickly, and they just signed those little pieces of paper. It was great. They also got a free holiday because um, we didn't actually film it in a desert. It was in on a beach, which is horrible for electronics and filming equipment and the armor you'll have to wear. But offset, it was the greatest time ever. <laughs> oh yeah, just I just dumped it all once we were done recording for the day. <laughs> well, I mean, of course. What else would you do? <laughs> I'm not sure what else I would do. But I don't know. We got to in, go in your costume. I can't imagine all the places that sand gets in. I have a hard enough time with my boots. Well, it only sucks for the chainmail part of the costume and all the metal bits. The rest of it, though, it is like nice, light, and airy. I could probably take like some beach photos and shoots, and it'll be great. It'll be fine. Sell those photos for fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, really, getting back to it, in Bastion we get to go meet um, Pop-Ops. Uh, kind of like a caretaker figure for Yulby. I'm not quite entirely sure, but a caretaker 
Not quite dad. Not quite guardian. <laughs> um, butler? <laughs> no. Someone important, though. Someone good. Y- your boss, sort of? I don't know. Sort of. Technically, yes. Technically, yes. <laughs> well, we go to the Coliseum. We talk to Pop-Ops. Apparently, he's old as dirt. Um, that is Literally. accurate. <laughs> and, and a daemon. And he sends us on this whole wild goose chase thing. And we have to solve a lot of door puzzles. And more puzzles. And more puzzles. I got stumped a few times. Which is impressive, honestly, for the, you know, the person who's in charge of all the doors. Oh, no, I I got the door puzzles. It was the other puzzles. (laughs) The non-door puzzles. That were confusing. (laughs) Also, I'm pretty sure one of you ran into a glass wall. Well, I was trying not (laughs) to talk about that part, but let's move on. So, um... (laughs) We find the fire salamander with Papa. Yeah, so we, we finally get to yes. this elemental, and he's just... The person that we spoke to about trying to meet this elemental is just standing there. He already had made a pact, and he just didn't tell us. Look, we've been over this. Time is wibbly-wobbly. Also, I'm pretty sure he's like more than 2,000 years old, so... Well, if he was a child uh, when everything went down, he would be approximately just over 2,000 years, so yes. I'm still gonna blame the gatekeeper for all of it, though. Mm -hmm. That's the best person to blame. (laughs) Speaking of which... Honestly, I don't think there's anyone We go to try to do the whole jumping back to the uh, tavern thing, and apparently the gatekeeper no longer can really do that. He's having trouble with the doors. Um, So, you know, the one thing that made him the most useful is no longer functioning. But you do have the god's key, so you can essentially go where you need to go. This is true. He sends you to the next... and the door opens to the next place. Yes. We find ourselves on a flying island. Would it be flying or would it be floating? I think because to fly, they would have to have wings, right? Floating makes more sense. I think that's a physics question that's above my understanding of physics. Um, Yeah, I just get paid to act, (laughs) but I had to wonder it. (laughs) Reverse magnetized building? I don't. I don't know. Either way, it was a set that was about fifteen feet off the ground. (laughs) Well, it was much higher than that in the show, of course. Um, Obviously. But we meet somebody there who'd been stuck on the island for some time. Um, he was able to help us out a little bit. The castaway Wilson the chef. So I think the, uh, the the way of meeting the chef was probably one of the greatest, just for hilarity's sake. When three well larger people just emerge out of this uh, little hut that probably could fit maybe <laughs> two of us. <laughs> Well, that. I think you forget how short I am compared to you. I'm... That so... hut, that hut was big enough to hold a bed <laughs> and maybe a surface to eat on. 
That could have also been Wilson the bed. I'm not is sure. He's a hobgoblin, and he's <coughs> shorter than you. <laughs> so. That, that little hut was tiny, and we just all three come out of the door. It was great. Great fun. Uh, the magic of cameras and mirrors. You're not supposed to give it away. Uh, he didn't explain all of it, just cameras and mirrors. That's exactly. the answer. <laughs> He just gave everybody a homework project so when the uh, camera crew takes a strike, he can bring in some uh, replacements. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, they should be fine. They get paid more than I do. Let's and... see. We know that we're after another elemental. Um, the flying one. Yes, a flying one, obviously, because we're in the sky. So we find ourselves a flying ship. Um conveniently and then we get attacked on our flying ship which was not convenient no no that was not convenient (laughs) it was not convenient at all no no we get attacked and a bunch of pirates crash our ship and hold on a second the pirates didn't crash the ship that's if you want to call them pirates technically the wyvern crashed the ship I feel like the pirates (laughs) set the stage for the crashing of the ship to occur well, the wyvern that you woke up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we can all say mistakes are made all around. <laughs> yes. But the pirates had another thing coming for them when everything was all said and done. Because we also and... had another friend that time, too. Another guest yes. from another thing. A special guest uh, who played... Uh, we just called him Lord Kick. Lord I Kick. Well, I, I had a really tough time pronouncing the name. name. I blame the writers <laughs> for that one. That that is a true one right there. I, I, I could not say it. Yeah, Lord Kick, something like that. I just want to know uh, uh, how if the writers actually come up with these names, or just use a name generator. Honestly, uh, that it's a toss-up. <laughs> Let's see. Um, you meet, you meet him. He punches people for trees. That's pretty much his whole character. Yeah, he's a he. He defends nature and all of those things. And apparently, some of these pirates had not only offended us; they also offended nature. So now they needed to be punched, or one guy specifically. Um, mm-hmm. And there was, going back just a moment, there was a whole fight with a wyvern that was woken up by the altercation with the pirates. Um, and unfortunately, the wyvern did die, even though it was kind of a an innocent bystander in the situation, really. Um, but Callie promoted it to Guardian of the Island, so, you know, maybe it's spirits happy. Well, I think it also kind of, like, united the pirates and, like, our whole hero group together just a little bit. You know, just, like, be afraid of the thing. Because it started a fire. Yeah. You'll be used an impressive power I... during that whole firefighting thing. Yes, because I had Raymata and my own internal magic. Just, just made all the grass grow again. It was great. 
was amazing. Um, I don't know. I'm still a fan of the hat. Tail was collected. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you can. Wyvern tail was collected. A hat was collected. Um, lots of unseen benefits were collected. <laughs> you want to talk about that to the listeners? Which one? <laughs> I Zug mentioned his hat. I thought maybe he'd want to say something. Oh, yes. Well, I just say the, the, the really great <laughs> hat that came up out of nowhere. Um, just make a angry man needed to just vent some frustrations and come out of the way with with a hat and then did the whole ceremony. It's a good little situation there. You're still wearing the hat, though. Today. (laughs) We're not even filming today. It's a really nice hat. (laughs) Didn't you also kind of, like, use that hat to, like, make all the pirates work for you? (laughs) Well, you know, and the, now we kind of have our own ship in the sky. It's kind of great. Whoever wears the biggest hats, the captain. Mm-hmm. Which is apparently a rule. It, it is. It's established. <laughs> in short, they crashed our ship, and well, now they needed to fix the ship. Um, so they sort of work for us now, and uh, Zagor, I think specifically, Sig got to be in charge. Well, I mean, Sig's been a commander multiple times, so he just kind of naturally fell back into that role. The I think he's gonna... ship is repaired, and you get back into the sky. Yeah, we go flying, because we got to go catch that flying horse. Um, and that was a time, once we finally caught up, because... Callie had to magic talk the ship into following the horse, and we all use magic and tricks to try and catch it because lo and behold, we gotta play a game of tag with a flying horse that goes a bajillion, bajillion miles an hour. So many. A flying horse that's the size of an adult dragon, by the way. This is not an ordinary horse. And apparently can <laughs> break the sound barrier. Yeah. But I got to ride it. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Um, that was, yeah, pretty, fun. was just... pretty fun to watch. <laughs> well, really, because the giant prop was a bunch of ropes and strings and things that I just had to sit and hold. It was great. You know, we could almost uh, dress that up a little bit and, and have like an entertainment ride that people pay to, to ride, you know. <laughs> oh, kind of like how one does like the mechanical bull. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a swishing tail. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a thing. I could see people catch, paying for that. You're able to catch and hold on to the flying horse, Pegasus, if you will. And you strike a deal with him, just as you've done before. No contract. He gives you a feather, a rainbow-colored feather. Well, that's because the flying horse friend, he, he had a pact with the ship, something. I don't remember, or he didn't have to have the a pact. previous ship's owner. Uh. Oh, and you got another pet. Oh, yeah, and I got another pet. My little, uh, the little egg hatched. It yes. 
like a little, little tiny pangolin thing. Super adorable. Eats nonstop. Oh, definitely. And if you don't know what a, pang- a pangolin is, um, well, at this point, just look it up. It's not a penguin. That's not what you're hearing. It's pangolin. Um, I had to look it up too. No, no embarrassment there, listeners. It's fine. <laughs> Although a penguin would be pretty awesome. An armored penguin? Yes. <laughs> oh, maybe that will be the next pet on set. How sad would it be to hatch an egg with a flightless bird in the flying episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, we hatched a flightless rodent thing, so... Well, okay, but that's a little different. That's not quite as sad as a flightless bird in the middle of the flying episode. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> I may be a personal opinion here, but you cannot be sad when penguins are involved. <laughs> also I mean, true. Fair. Ah. Uh, but there's also a mystery door on that ship, and we go check it out, but not much happens. Well, once you go back to that mystery door after you've gotten the feather, you're able to re- use it to return to the tavern. Yeah, but we just use the tavern key, like... There's just a door in a room that's all decorated. I still have questions about this prop piece. In due time. In due time. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> oh. Wilson's in control of your ship. That's oh, yes, we put Wilson in charge of all the pirates. <laughs> this decision probably won't come back to bite us. <laughs> He's the chef, he could poison all of them. Everybody knows this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we left the ship in good hands. You return to the tavern where... Um, tavern is broken. Gatekeeper is missing. And the ghost is no longer a ghost. <laughs> I was really weird seeing him not in his like full ghostly attire. You know, I had almost forgotten what he looked like under all the makeup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel bad, but it's the truth. He's very good at playing the madness, too, so it's fun. Anyway, we Sometimes talk with him for a little bit. Um, and essentially, everything's broken. Now we have to go get a key to get a soul stone. It's hidden in this emergency exit thing. Essentially, this whole stone's supposed to fix all the broken things. Um, and of course, because it's the gatekeeper, none of it is simple and none of it's straightforward. And we go out and there's this whole haunted hotel Well, don't thing. forget we messed up his spaces purposefully. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. We were totally just searching for the key. It has nothing... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we definitely think, did get a little bit of uh, payback there. I do think, though, the uh, the the, tri- the little present left in the safe is probably the best one. Well, will he have reason to open the safe anytime soon? Because we did take out the soul stone. Possibly to put it back. Yeah, we should have probably put it back in position when he returns. That's if he returns. 
Oh, gods seem to disappear left and right. Who knows? You make it down into this haunted hotel, and you make a new friend, which is our final guest guest spot of the season. Oh, yeah. So far. He could not remember much of his being. <laughs> it was interesting to play with someone like that. That's, All kinds of mystery unfolded there. That sounds weirdly familiar. I think they're just re redoing concepts again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was kind of cool because learning through his character, we also got to find the ending of the true Dizzy Dazzle. Because yes. at some point, Jack kind of like explained who Dizzy actually was. <laughs> he did. Sad times. Sad times. You collect the soul stone from a literal safe place because the gatekeeper and the writers like dad jokes. And you rig it with what was that? A stink bomb? Like a super stink bomb? It was the same stink bomb he had rigged in his room <laughs> that got rigged into the safe. <laughs> because sticky uh, fingers the uh, name for uh, Fritz uh, managed to uh, it's detect funny because we just lost a ghost and then we gained a ghost well yes I wonder if we would have had that ghost walk into the so tavern so we just moved it to a different down. location not ghost <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. find out our guest this time huh. was actually a ghost which was fun you helped him find out what happened and he moved on. And they lost him again. <laughs> and lost him again. <laughs> hmm. We'll never know. I don't know. Whatever. Never thought about that. You return to the tavern with the soul stone and I think that is where we last left off. Yeah, that's where we currently are. We, You have gone over all the things. <laughs> 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 now, I do think we're needed back in dressing uh, so we can move on to the next pet. Because I'm curious about Sorry. what I have to act out. Oh, it's going to be fun times. <laughs> um, I think we'll end this right here, as we always do. We love you. Oh, we're going to that. Oh, <laughs> love you. bye. bye. <laughs> sometimes I know, sometimes I don't know. It's it's fine. <laughs>